It's time now for History Matters. We're going to take a look back at this week in history with the one and only Scott Washington, who joins us here now in the studio. Good morning. How yeah, it's are you? It's always great that you have that uh, live orchestra to play that theme here. Well, we um, they they work for relatively cheap, but you know, <laughs> only the best, only the Especially best. Especially this week when we have the coronation of the king coming yes. up on Saturday at 5 a.m. People said it's going to be all day event. I said it'll be over by 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be all day event for them. That's right, exactly. For us, we're done. We can have our coffee and go back That's to bed. Right. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those. Uh, unusual events that we haven't seen in many of our own lifetimes, so uh, some people have, and that's that's great. Well, this is a great week in history because of something that a few people, things happened to them, and it changed the course of their lives. Uh, one of them, uh, we always hear about May Day, and that's uh, been a traditional uh, day of ceremonies, like, you know, it's springtime, and it's also a time when... Um, uh, international workers have always said this is something that you know we want to reaffirm our rights. A person born on this day, uh, Mary Harris Jones, uh, becomes better known as Mother Jones, mm-hmm. born in 1830, uh, lives for about 100 years, <laughs> and she is a remarkable person who we would never have heard of, uh, except in 1960. I mean, in 1867, uh, her husband and four children. Uh, all under the age of five die in 1867. Now, you'd think that would be the end of anybody because that would be just like devastating loss. She goes on, starts a hat maker shop in Chicago, and then there's a great Chicago fire. It burns down. Well, now she's had it. And uh, she becomes a labor organizer, a profound labor, labor organizer. In fact, even by the turn of the 20th century, she's leading a children's march because children labor laws uh, were uh, exploiting uh, children. You know, one of the great people we don't hear a lot about, um, she got a lot of criticism from suffragettes for not supporting women's right to vote, but she just uh, felt that um, you don't have to have the right to vote to raise a lot of heck about whatever was going on. So, you know, that's a good person. <laughs> that's true, although it does help to have the right to vote. It you know? does help. You, and you, of course, you could have done both things. Well, actually, you know, she lives all through the women getting the right to vote, so yeah. that just empowered... I think uh, her and all of everything she was talking about. So I think that's important. And it's really interesting when you're talking about uh, talking about May Day and International yeah. Workers Day. International Workers Day starts with the Haymarket right. uh, incident in Chicago, yes. and it's because of that and the the workers' movement and the labor movement that grows right. out of that that now all over the world people right. celebrate May first as International Workers Day. Everywhere except the country where it started, which is very weird. <laughs> yes. We've got Labor and, Day in September, but we're like the one major country that doesn't celebrate May Day as, as Workers' Day. And which the Haymarket incident, as you refer to, is where people were advocating for a shorter work day, yep. eight hours. And uh, uh, police overreact, uh, people are killed, and that is what launches another kind of labor movement. So important uh, things that happen when there are disruptive events. Yeah. Also, a good reminder, though, now that that writer's strike is going on in Los Angeles, yeah. that all of the things that we take for granted, like the eight-hour workday and the forty-hour work week, right. and the weekend and paid time off and family leave and yes. minimum wages and everything else, none of those things would exist if not for the labor movement and That's people right. who are willing to put their livelihoods and their lives and their bodies right. on the line oh, to make so that important. happen. Yeah, so. that is so important. All the things we're standing always on the shoulders of giants who have fought those battles, and we have to do the same for the next generation as well. 
Um, another one that comes up along the same line is uh, a name Septima Clark, born May 3rd in uh, 1898, uh, lives in 1987. Uh, she's African American, grows up, uh, and by 1919, she has her high school diploma, she's gung-ho about education, and then starts learning there as there is a gigantic uh, difference in terms of pay between African Americans and whites. This fuels a sense of involvement in civil rights. Uh, she goes on and by uh, gets a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and uh, in 1954 uh, starts uh, voter education uh, school uh, programs uh, down in Tennessee, uh, citizenship schools, that become integral to the civil rights movement as there were, uh, in effect, uh, laws that said, well, if you can't read, you can't vote, or you can't, you've got to understand. So that citizenship movement became a huge uh, component of the civil rights uh, movement overall, all because of one woman who just said, no, this, things could be better, uh, just like Mary Jones. Okay, another one is one that we probably have heard her name, but not her original name, or Elizabeth Cochran, mm -hmm. uh, born in... Uh, 1864, and um, she, again, we probably wouldn't have heard about her except somebody writes in a paper, uh, an article said, what girls are good for, and um, that was in 1880. This is up in uh, uh, Pittsburgh, and it said, well, girls are mainly uh, good for just um, uh, birthing and uh, keeping things uh, at, going at home. She writes a column. I'm in glad this Yutz took the time to write that in a, in a paper. <laughs> That's right. So she writes on the, and signs it Little Orphan Girl. Well, the editor is so impressed, write another column. She does, and she begins a whole new kind of journalism. It's first person. Uh, she goes to investigate uh, the conditions where people were put in insane asylums to find out, okay, what would, and actually has herself committed mm. uh, to write about that experience, that firsthand encounter. Now, this is something that is normal. This is something that, you know, WCHL has tremendously great journalism. You're a great example of that, Aaron. But um, what we see here is a person who's pioneering a different kind of journalistic uh, idea. She's the person who goes, who challenges this notion of going around the world in 80 days at Julesburg, mm -hmm. did just in fiction, she beats the record. She is a person who's out there as an outlier in that. And also, she marries late in life, marries a, a, a man who's an industrialist. That company that uh, he founds um, is the one that she eventually inherits and they develop what we know today as the 55-gallon drum. Oh, interesting. <laughs> we're still using today. I like it. It's kind of interesting. Speaking with uh, Scott Washington, History Matters, one more. What do we got? Okay. This last one is just a great one. Uh, it's about how, again, something happened to people uh, that changed uh, how they, how, what, what occurred to them. Um, and we would not have heard of him at all, except in 1982, um, there was a 19-year-old sophomore at the University of Texas at Austin uh, named Gregory Watson. He wrote a paper for a government class, and just one of these, you know, required classes, uh, where he claimed that um, there was an amendment that had been submitted back in 1789 that he thought was still live. And the, the teacher's assistant who was, I mean, this is a big class, she gave him a C. He appealed the grade. The teacher said, no, I think that's fine. Well, that just got him so irked 
<laughs> if you gotten a better grade, I, I still say that this paper was probably badly written. <laughs> there are lots grade. of this reasons to give someone a C. Y'all. <laughs> yes, but this one was badly a good written, idea. badly cited, and sourced. Your idea could be fine. <laughs> But the paper could still be crap, I'm just saying. Well, the, the, the thing is that it was this amendment in 1789 was no law varying the compensation for the services of the senators and representatives shall take effect until an election of representatives shall have intervened. In other words, people can't give themselves a pay raise without having to first face the voters. Right. All right, that's where it starts. But because he got that low grade and because the teacher wouldn't reconsider uh, the professor, then he went out and with $6,000 of his own money began to lobby for this. And uh, eventually it starts catching on. And 10 years later, that becomes the 27th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Which is a really cool story. Oh. And you know who the hero of that story is? <laughs> no. The teacher. Well, who, yes. who, first of all, refused to kowtow <laughs> to a whiny okay. student who wanted a higher grade. And because right, of that, we have this wonderful amendment <laughs> okay. to the Constitution, right. thanks to that professor. Yes, but I, the, the follow-up, the, the little, <laughs> and here's the rest of the story. In 2016, uh, there was a professor at the University of Texas at Austin, uh, Zach Elkins, who became interested in this story and uh, found out, tracked down that original teacher who had left academia and was um, in charge of a family citrus farm and said, don't you think he deserves a better grade? So they submitted a request form to the University of Austin and she said, I think he deserves an A, no, an A plus for what he did. And so they submitted it, changed the grade, and not only that, but the government of Texas said, Weak. Great, well done. Weak. Should not have backed down. That paper deserved a C. I'm standing no. by that. <laughs> well, I, as history, this is where history, we can differ on these things. <laughs> but I would take you as a professor anytime in a class. And <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm and tough but fair. That's it. <laughs> and that is uh, History Matters. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.